Welcome to Destination Lavender, a podcast all about healing and self-discovery after getting sober. My name is Guiana, and each episode I'll be sharing my personal adventures, tips, triumphs, and lessons that have helped me to better navigate and thrive in sobriety. Today is Destination Lavender's 47th episode called Inner Child Practices. Let's get into it. Okay, so... Um, This one is a little bit of a longer list, but I am nevertheless excited to share with y'all, and I hope that you can find some of these inner child practices helpful. So the first one is make something or assemble something playful by hand, like make a bracelet, finger paint, roll cookie dough for cookies, um, or play with Play-Doh or Silly Putty. Um, The first one, make a bracelet by hand. Um, I actually ordered Channing Tatum's third book in a series he created for his daughter. It's a, uh, the series is called Sparkella and the third book is called Sparkella and the Big Lie. And he actually partnered with a father daughter jewelry making company, uh, called Gunner and Lux on, um, Instagram is where you can find them. And, um, I think if you ordered or pre-ordered the book within a certain amount of time, um, you also got the bracelet making kit. So I basically got the book and then a little while later, the bracelet making kit came in the mail. I actually like was bummed. I was like, Oh, I didn't get it. And then it actually just came separately. And then, uh, this past Friday before my gig, I just kind of sat and assembled, um, these beads like, and put like these little different colors next to each other. And some of the beads are flat. Some of them are like flat color is what I mean. Some of them are clear, some of them are glittery, some of them are metallic, and it's just really cute and fun. And it's actually the, the, the piece of string that holds the material, uh, the beads together is actually really well made also. Like it's got these gold fastening, like metal fasteners on the end that are really nice. Um, so that was one of the things that I did to kind of tap into like my inner child, um, and just do something with my hands and also one of the things that I have yet to do in a really long time, but I want to do is I want to get some silly putty. Now you can get silly putty like on Amazon for like under $7. Um, but this page, um, or this company called dope slimes.com, their slimes look straight up edible and they're so colorful. They've got little pieces of like fruit and sprinkles and glitter and all this stuff in them depending on which one you choose. And they're a little bit more expensive. They're like around the $11, $12 range. And they've got ones that are as expensive as like $19. They've got a, the most expensive one I've seen is like 30 something, but the majority of them are like around 11 or $12. So if you want a little bit more, a lot more, it looks like uh silly putty for your buck, instead of it just being in like a little, little egg, like it originally came packaged in 1950, um, then you can, um, kind of check out this page, dopeslimes.com. But Silly Putty is, um, reportedly something that, like, um, athletes use, according to mentalfloss.com, to strengthen their grip. Um, Raymond Berry is the famous football player who basically popularized that practice, um, and, therapists also use it to, um, or recommend it to their, their clients, um, as a form of de-stressing. Um, 
So yeah, it's not only fun and something you can use to tap into your inner child memories. Um, and even if you didn't play with it as a child, like it's actually like really like fun and kind of addictive to play with. And it's something that's you give you a break from your phone and your laptop and your computer screens and all of your blue light devices. Um, so yes, that's part of number one. Uh, definitely check out those two bracelet silly putty and a couple of the other things that I mentioned as well. Number two is stand up for yourself. Um, if that's something that you struggle with or have struggled with as a child or some other way of combating silence or avoidance connected to early trauma. Um, I have a hard time standing up for myself. Um, and I had a run in at the grocery store where this guy was kind of ranting about drag Queens randomly in the checkout line. And I could have stood up to him. I, you know, suppose, but I, I was really conflicted on whether or not I needed to. And then, you know, like being a part of the LGBTQIA plus community, the alphabet mafia fam per my last episode. Um, I felt like, damn, like I didn't do anything like in this guy. I mean, and clearly like when somebody is railing so, you know, in such opposition of a group of people that he knows nothing about, like, you have to wonder if there's any point to try to convince him of anything otherwise than what he thinks and, and waste that energy. Um, but I still, like, I still felt, like, this kind of weight on my heart about it. Um, and I feel the same when Christians kind of tote God in this, in this really, like, in my opinion, like, gross way where it's kind of this elitist, exclusive club type thing. And I just, I don't like confrontation. I really struggle with it. I think that obviously it's connected to my childhood and how I was treated when I used my voice in earlier years. So I really struggle with it as an adult. I, I am getting better at it and I've definitely gotten better at it, you know, um, as an adult, but it's still something that I struggle with. So I put it on here so that I can know that it's important to stand up for myself. It's important to not be silent and not avoid things even when I'm uncomfortable, but simultaneously the part B of, uh, number two is that even if you are not able to stand up for yourself in that moment, um, to give yourself grace, which is what I'm trying to remind myself to do for myself. So that's number two. Number three is show up even when you are afraid, which could be like the last one, but really it's more for me, like an everyday life type thing. I was really struggling, for example, like getting ready for work yesterday um, just the hours leading up to when I knew that I had a performance, um, a combination of crippling self-doubt that always rears its ugly head when I have a show. And that like slight bang you just heard was the wind blowing against my window. I'm going to see if I can like finish this episode before the guy starts blowing leaves outside my window. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, show up even when you're afraid. I, um, I was really struggling and, and so... I didn't know um, how to snap myself out of it and I knew that I had to and so I you know ended up doing what I needed to do to get ready for the show and um, to be there on time and to bring good energy and all that but I don't think I could have done that successfully without number four which is the next one sit honestly with your feelings and don't try to change them or judge them I let myself just kind of be in sadness and be in like the low point that I was in yesterday. Um, and I knew at some point I was going to have to like switch gears, but I think it's important that I honored that space first that I was in 
So try to do that um, if you can. Um, when you are faced with a responsibility or some task or something that you have to show up for, if it's work or something that you promised you would do and you feel like just dread about moving and leaving your house and doing anything and you would just much rather just be in the cozy safety environment of your solitude like just try to sit honestly with your feelings and then show up you know um so that's three and four and then five is what gave you comfort as a kid that was not harmful tap into that and some ideas i've come up with are color in a coloring book or on an empty page or on whatever surface you want to color on um watch a kid's movie or show, which is a, which is something that I did before my gig yesterday. I was watching some old Scooby-Doo shows, um, make a childhood meal that has warm memories for you. Or if there's like a familiar scent or aroma that gave you peace as a kid, tap into that. Um, and maybe you can find it in like an incense or a candle. If you can find it in, in something like that, definitely like burn those fragrances around your house and, and hopefully it'll create some kind of like an all factory, um, experience for you. Uh, number six is clear out time to rest, do nothing or take a nap. This one I, um, struggle with a little bit. Like I have a hard time doing nothing. Even my version of doing nothing still involves me like watching TV or something, watching Netflix on my iPad or whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> like I have a hard time just sitting in silence and doing nothing, you know? Um, I also have a hard time napping, I think, cause I really don't want to miss out on whatever I think I'm going to miss out on. But yeah, like I put that on here because it's, you know, sometimes it's just necessary to just be able to sit with ourselves. And, and when we can sit in silence, I feel like we can like hear more clearly what's going on on the inside and, and what actually needs to happen next. And all this, outer noise stops so that hopefully the inner noise can be a bit more deciphered. Um, so that's number six, clear out time to rest, do nothing or take a nap. Seven is reread a book for children that was meaningful to you. Or if you have a child's book that you're a, a fan of now as an adult, buy it, engage with it. I suggest getting a hard copy so you can get away from your phone, from your devices, you can like feel the book in your hand. You can like smell the pages. You can have an experience that does not involve blue light on your eyeballs or your brain. So that's number seven. Um, number eight is write about a childhood memory that makes you happy. Um, I love this. Um, I've never done this before. I've done like several written exercises that are connected to um, exploring inner child work. Um, but I don't think I've ever written about a childhood memory that makes me happy. At least if I did, it was in school at a time that's early enough that I don't remember or, or in some blacked out memory space that I can't access right now. <laughs> it seems like something they would tell you to write about in like third grade or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's number eight, write about a childhood memory that makes you happy and you don't have to use just like a pencil or a pen like get one of those like giant like colored pencils that changes color while you write or use a marker or a glittery gel pen like uh, uh I think they're called uh, jelly roll pens oh man those used to be fire I would write with those today like I love those pens um use a paintbrush with paint like 
use a use a quill pen like get get fancy with it you know like um dip it into a jar of ink um i think the the point is is to just don't just dial it in like really immerse your, your, yourself in the creativity of the experience that's number eight number nine is play either inside or outside inside find some kind of a board game a crossword puzzle something like that you can engage yourself with that's playful and fun you can um, paint a picture even beyond the finger painting that I mentioned in number one um, and beyond writing with a colorful pen you can like create a picture or some kind of like abstract design or doodle or something um, and then outside play you know find a find a, a park that also has a playground on it because going to a, a specifically like school level playground is probably weird as an adult so maybe don't do that but if a park has like like slides and swings and and like a jungle jam you can like climb across it as an adult and see if you can make it <laughs> you're probably tall enough now to like just like jump down and, and not be terrified i got stunk on the jungle gym when i was like in oh god third grade i was so afraid to let go a teacher had to come and get me I was like holding on with the death grip. I did not want to let go. It felt so far. Um, and it's so funny as an adult, I'm like, man, it wasn't that far probably. Um, but I was also way smaller in third grade than I am now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, play inside, play outside. Um, or do both, like get some sunshine, like go out. I don't, I admittedly don't leave the house enough unless I'm running an errand or going to work. When I was in a routine for like four months, at, that I also mentioned on this podcast of running um, about three times a week, I would get outside pretty regularly. And then I was doing like a walking thing for a little while where I was getting outside regularly. And, and then I just kind of leaned more into doing yoga in my house, <laughs> which does not require me to go outside. Um, so yeah, that, that, that note is for me. I mean, all these notes are for me as well as whomever is listening and, and wants to partake in any of these practices. But my boyfriend's always telling me to go outside and get some sunshine. I'm, I've become such a hermit, or I'm just now realizing as an adult, like, not just now in this moment, but I, I think I'm realizing more and more, like, as an adult who has my own space that I live in, like, I'm like, man, it's so easy to not leave the house. Like, it's, it's actually quite great. I'm, I'm a little bit of an ambivert. I do like to go out and be social. Um, I was just in a couple of social situations back to back on Sunday, church folk, fam, and then like musicians, artists by night. Um, and we were out super late, not super late, but we were out pretty late. Like, um, so I have moments like that. And then I have other moments where I, I hardly want to leave the house. So it's just, it really just depends. Um, so that's number nine, play inside or outside or both. 10, take a trip to a place that gives you nostalgia some museum or some restaurant or even a restaurant that has the style of food that is the source of the memory for you. Um, some outdoor area, some, maybe it's like if you happen to live in the place that you also lived in in your childhood, maybe go to that place if it still exists. Um, if adults can participate, like if it's like a, like a science exhibit or something of that nature, like go have that experience. If it's going to a theater to see a play or an opera or 
I don't know if your parents took you to do that kind of stuff. I don't know. If you were in plays when you were a kid and it, it makes you happy to go see like a local play in your area, like do that stuff. If it gives you hopefully positive nostalgia, right? I mean, you know, all experiences can't all be positive, I guess, you know, like there's, there's both. Um, but, um, yeah, that's number 10. Take a trip to a place that gives you nostalgia. And in the event that you can't take a physical trip, you can travel through photographs, which is number 11. Look at photographs um, that have positive memories for you of the best day ever that you had as a kid or even just a nice day, a good day, a solid memory that gives you like positive vibes when you look at it. It can be like picture of you and your grandma or even pictures of you and your friends or your best friend or even just like a cool picture of yourself interacting and doing something fun that brings back like like warm fuzzy feelings for you um that's number 11 number 12 is look at a photo of your younger self and imagine nurturing that part of you whenever you're struggling um i did this a little while ago it's actually per the suggestion of ACA, which is similar to AA and similar to NA and all of the other like, uh, help groups of this nature, but it actually stands for adult children of alcoholics and other dysfunctional families. And it's, it essentially addresses every addiction imaginable under the umbrella of human possibility and how all of those things are connected to how we were raised in our childhood and how it, yes, it's our responsibility now as adults to face those things and overcome those things and learn how to heal those things and understand why we developed those things. But it also lets us know where that stuff comes from. And one of the exercises they gave us similar to the writing exercises that I mentioned earlier about writing, um, you know, uh, in the sense of like exercises that have to do with writing about your inner child or interacting or exploring your inner child. They had the suggestion of walking around with a photo of yourself as a kid and and seeing how that changes how you treat yourself now as an adult. Seeing regularly this photo, like not some place tucked away where you don't have to look at it and you'll forget about it. Like some place where you have to look at it a lot, like in your car, just like post it up. Like just a little picture of, of younger you, just six-year-old you, five-year-old you, nine-year-old you, like that had not experienced so much life and had so much blissful ignorance about the world and its realities, um, try to still be critical of yourself while looking at that picture. Try to still be mad at yourself for a long time while looking at that picture, you know? Like, see if that changes things. And, you know, even if some stuff comes up where you're like, man, I was a kid and these horrible things happened and I should have been able to do something, it's just like, I hope that you'll find a softness in your heart to realize that you were just a kid and you couldn't possibly have known how to handle tools that were beyond your control. So, or to control forces or adults or people or other kids or any of these other things around you that, that you, you could not have changed. I think the point of the exercise is to hopefully like have some of like any of the blame that you put on your earlier self potentially or even blame or shame that you carry as an adult like that stuff can melt away that the self-criticalness can melt away that the negativity can melt away like that all of these things can be significantly diminished so that you can see the pureness of your inner child 
in a visual form in front of your in front of your eyes and realize that that person still lives in you and that's the part that needs healing that's either the part that like in my opinion like will hide from stuff you need to show up for and you need to check that and kind of lean into like okay what what am i avoiding right now or it's the part of you that actually gives you those nudges like hey i actually need rest or i actually need grace right now or i actually need you to like hear what i need i need you to make space for me right now like that's how the inner child voice to me manifests in like one or two of those ways and like obviously varying degrees but those are like to me like the two larger directions um and so yeah that's number 12 look at a photo of your younger self and imagine nurturing that part of you whenever you're struggling um so that's my list for y'all today i'm just going to quickly run through these one is make something or some something by hand two is stand up for yourself or some other way of combating silent silence or avoidance three is show up even when you are afraid and in order to do that number four you have to sit honestly with your feelings without judgment or trying to change them number five ask yourself what gave you comfort as a kid that was not harmful and tap into that number six clear out time to rest do nothing or take a nap seven reread a book for children that was meaningful to you or find a new one in present day eight write about your childhood memory um, one or more that was positive for you or that makes you happy um, to think back on nine is play inside outside or both ten is take a trip to a place that gives you nostalgia and if you're not able to go to a physical place eleven is look at photographs and twelve look at a photo of a younger picture of you um, and keep it somewhere where you can see it regularly in your home or in your car preferably because you typically have to drive every every day or put it on your bike if you bike everywhere or if you ride the train everywhere just put it somewhere where you can see it all the time put it on your your wallpaper on your phone and and try to imagine nurturing that part of yourself whenever you're struggling or whenever you feel like a triumph connect with that part of yourself that's my list y'all um i hope that this list has been helpful for you um if you are not yet following me on social media please reach out on instagram facebook tiktok and youtube under destination lavender let me know what you think um if there's any of these that you've tried let me know how that's worked out for you if there's any of them that you want to try share how it works out for you if there's anything that you do that's not on this list please share with me so i can potentially be enlightened and add it to my list of inner child practices if you want to support this podcast and anything else creative that i'm doing you can reach out um, on patreon.com slash Guiana and you can join my Patreon family as one of my patrons. Um, I just realized that my website has been down for, I'm not really sure how long. Um, so I've been directing it to you every two weeks thinking that it's been working and I have fixed the problem. So you can officially go to destinationguiana.com to listen to my original music um, which includes two albums, um, a song I just released about self-validation over external validation, and get your calm on with five of my meditations that I have on there as well. If you want to do some like peaceful blissing out, you can check out my music schedule if you are on the local scene, and you can read the blog attached to this podcast. Until two weeks from now, please take care and tap in to your inner child.